Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? listening. You know, we have a very, very interesting show today. For the longest, I've been wanting to bring you, um, I wanted to bring you the perspective of a teenager, someone who has been bearing the brunt of this, you know, COVID experience, but really hasn't had a voice to speak because all the adults are arguing and trying to figure out and solve and You know, some of us on the health freedom side are fighting for freedom and for freedom for all, including and especially our children. But then we have this other group that seems to be fighting for discrimination and fighting for segregation now. And uh, ultimately, we know historically, when you put discrimination and segregation together, it ultimately leads to slavery. And that's something we just cannot abide by. Now, I'm going to let you know, first off, that, uh, and I appreciate you for this, uh, I am recording in a different studio than I normally record. So the sound and the sound quality on this particular broadcast in this particular episode may be a little bit different, and I apologize to you for that. Please, please forgive me uh, for, for that. Uh, I'm traveling and I wanted to make sure I got this particular recording to you. Um, With that in mind, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that the sound is good. I don't think it's going to be great, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that it's good. So as you listen, you don't get lost in the sound quality. You get found in the perspective of a teenager and what he has to say about his experiences of discrimination, his experiences of what has occurred with him in school and out of school, his experiences with his friends, because there's actually some good stuff in there that I think is going to bring you a lot of hope. One of the things that we are all concerned about with um, our children, our, our, um, our teens, our future leaders of our country is do they possess the critical thinking skills to wade through the verbal excrement that is being spewed so frequently by people who claim to be, um, to have, I should say, to have our best interests at heart. Uh, People that are trying to take on more parental roles in our lives than um, elected and appointed official roles um, in our lives. And I, I think what's so important with this topic is that we listen to the voices that we haven't been listening to. And I think that's the voices, especially of our teenagers and our younger children. And I, I really like to focus on teenagers because I think they're at this very unique age where they're still young. They don't have a lot of experience in life. 
but they do have the ability to really understand what they feel on a much better, I think a, a much deeper uh, level and, and it, to express that to us. And that, that's what I wanna bring to you today is the feeling that uh, this particular teen has. Now, I will tell you that this teen is my son and of course I love him very much and I wanna be very upfront, I'm biased. I'm going to be very biased in his favor, right? As every parent should be when they have a good kid that they love very much, right? So uh, this is my hope today that we can bring you something that will give you a unique perspective in this sea of noise that is out there right now, that we can bring you a unique perspective and one that I think we all need to stop for a minute and listen to, you know, our kids have been irreparably damaged by the events, by the COVID experience, the events of the last two years. But that doesn't mean that they can't heal. And that doesn't mean that we can't help them heal. But in order for them to heal, we have to make sure that freedom is forever and freedom is for all. So right after these messages, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit uh, with Soul Xavier Ely, uh, my son. He is 16 years old, and I'm going to tell you he's a good kid. You know, I'm biased, but he's a good kid. And he has some very, very interesting things to say about the COVID experience, some incredible quotes to share with you. And... More than that, a perspective we all need to be able to listen to, to remind us that what we're fighting for is the future of our country, the future of our world, and that these teens and our, our children are the embodiment of that future. So we'll be right back after these messages, folks. Stay tuned for an interview with a teen. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, welcome back, everyone. I am so overjoyed to be here with my son, Soul Xavier Ely. How are you doing today, Soul? I'm doing great. And how are you doing, sir? <laughs> See how proper he is. I love that about him. I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you very much for asking. Now, um, I've been teaching you for years mm -hmm. that people will forget what you tell them, but they'll never forget the way you make them feel. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was really interesting is we were, we've come down to Los Angeles to visit some family members and everything. Right. And 
I don't know about you, but I was personally really concerned about all of these, you know, you better show your vaccine card and when you come, want to go into a restaurant and sit down and just mm-hmm. eat a meal and all that. Were you concerned about that at all? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was really worried to see if like which restaurants are going to enforce it. And, you know, and I was really concerned about if um, this is going to like really impact the way I interact with the world, you know, and interact with the public and everything. And fortunately, most restaurants haven't, mm-hmm. you know, and just been like kind of really lax about everything. Mm-hmm. But there are some restaurants that have, you know, been enforcing it. And unfortunately, just a few days ago, I uh, experienced the first kind of like dis- discrimination I felt like towards me. OK, let's let's get into that a little bit. You know, because I, I came down here too. I was like, you never want your favorite restaurant to be on that side of this, where they're they're just still drinking this, you know, Jonestown mm-hmm. kind of Kool Aid and saying and saying that, hey, whatever Fauci says, we're going to do. Well, wait a minute. Have you asked? Have you read anything on Fauci to know yeah. whether or not that that guy is worth listening to? I mean, there's so much. There's a great book, folks. Uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, I really strongly urge you to get the uh, new book that just came out by uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It's a wonderful expose on on Fauci and gets into some great detail. And if you're into following the money and that's where you get your answers, check that book out. But getting back on this, uh, so a couple of days ago, uh, you're you're hanging out with some friends, mm-hmm. right? And you guys are having a, a grand old time. Right, right. And I drop you off to go and get some, was it ramen? Yeah, ramen. Yeah. Okay, so I'm dropping you off to go get some ramen. And you had this experience of discrimination. Can you set up that scene for the audience and tell us, you know, kind of what happened mm-hmm. when you were going in there? Well, um, it was it was like a long day and me and my friends were ready to like settle down and kind of get ready to eat some food and get some grub and everything. And we were all excited and ready to just interact and chill out. And we walked into one of our favorite ramen spots called Libre Ramen that we've been going through, uh, going to for, you know, Every time I come down, when we've been, I've been down to LA for at least like four times this year, and um, we eat there a lot, and we always get to go there and enjoy ourselves. And um, this time, when we walked in, um, the rules had changed, and it changed when um, when I tried to order, the server asked if I had a vaccination card. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So, so this is a place you've gone to many times, even during this whole pandemic, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And and never a problem, but now you go in there now for the first time, they're asking you, you got to show us your, your vaccination card. If you want to sit down and eat and order, is that what, is that what happened? Right. And it just felt like I was like being ID'd in a way. And I was like, well, I don't have this. Um, I don't have, I'm not, I don't have the vaccine. I don't have the shots. What am I supposed to do? Can I go eat outside at least? And it, when this when this restaurant had outside seating early this year, it would have been fine. We just go outside and like, okay, whatever. You, you know, if you want to be vaccinated, you got to eat inside. Fine. You know, mm-hmm. offer something like outside. But um, this time, there, it wasn't raining or anything. It was a regular night, and they uh, they took up all their seats, and there's no outside seating. So, so, so they removed yeah their outdoor seating where you could actually eat outside yeah without needing a card right. Okay, so now what happens next? You you you're in the restaurant. And, and first of all, just I can imagine that that was somewhat of a shock to you, was it? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, um, it just it just was like, wow, like this is this, this is different. You know, I, I haven't felt this before. I never like had a, I never thought I have to experience this going down into a restaurant, especially in a restaurant I've been to so many times this year. They, they know you. When yeah. you walk in there. Right. I know some of the servers there, and I was I made I, I would like to say I made a friend there potentially, you know, and we were he was always giving me good uh 
uh, deals on the food and everything. And he offered me some good sandwiches and which were amazing, mm -hmm. you know, and this time when I went, I just didn't get that same kind of welcome, welcomeness, you know, I just felt kind of like a stranger, you know, in a way. And I felt really, just really just kind of like pushed to the side to the fact where I was forced to have a vaccinations card just to sit down and eat, mm -hmm. you know, and there was kind of a logic fail with that too, because why? right after we ordered, uh -huh. right. And, you know, we got all our, we got a few roles, you know, we make sure we can support any small businesses that are struggling and everything right after we ordered, you go to the side and sit at the um, lobby, which is still inside. And we were just waiting for our food. Right. And we, I don't have a vaccination card. One of my other friend doesn't have a vaccination card. My friend who does have a vaccination card didn't even show it to me yet. Okay. So we're waiting there and let's say we wait for about 20 to 30 minutes. Right. And then our food's ready. We go up and we get the food and we're still inside the building. And my big thing was like, why am I still able to sit inside of the building? Right. But in order to sit and down and eat in here, I need to have a vaccination card, but I can still wait without one inside this building. So that doesn't make any sense if you're worried about COVID, the sickness that's supposed to be spread and everything. Right. You know? Right. So let me, so you're, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture this right now. You're in there. They ask you for the card. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't have one because I'm not, I'm not getting this thing. Right. One of your friends also saying, I'm not getting this. Your other friend who has gotten it because he, I think you told me he's under, he was under so much pressure to get it. He ended up just saying, I'm going to get it. Right? right. And it's like, it's not, and he just felt like it wasn't fair. And he was highly against getting it too. But he was like, if he didn't get it, he wouldn't be able to go to school next year, and he wouldn't be able to. Uh, go you know out to eat with his friends and everything Wouldn't be able to play on the basketball teams right like that everything right? and it's just like his whole life kind of just gets stripped away from him right you know unless he's so so, so we have three young men right who have gone into a restaurant repeatedly together enjoyed it the people basically kind of know you there and everything right. and now this time when you go in there's no outdoor seating they've they've removed that option right and you're inside you're you you still say i'm gonna order you order some food and mm -hmm. you're, i guess you're gonna take it home or something like that right, right right but they tell you you can wait for your food in the restaurant but mm -hmm. you can't sit at a table in the restaurant right that that is a logic fail i agree right. with you that doesn't make sense right what's at all okay so so now after you get your food and, and everything, and, and mm -hmm. you said you, it took about what, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah, we've been in there a long while. Long. So so if you were sick, yeah. you were spreading this everywhere yeah, while you're in there, right? That entire restaurant is contaminated. Okay, okay. And then uh, and then, what do you do after that? Do you, did you, you know, you got the food, what happened next? Um, well, you know, me being very hungry and we wanted to eat there. So me being very hungry, I was like, well, I'll just go outside and just, they had a, little wall that was kind of low so you can put the food on top and just kind of eat stand up and eat you know so i was like well i can go eat i can go eat out there and everything and um one of my friends he was like who had the vaccine card and everything he was like well no i don't want to do that because that's just weird you know what i'm saying like i might as well we should just walk home and just go eat you know and he was being a really good friend in a sense and being like i'm not going to stand for this kind of discrimination kind of thing mm -hmm. you know and i'm like we should i want to eat together i don't want to just be separated that's kind of that's just strange you know, and that's something people should not have to experience just trying to get a quick bite at a restaurant, you know, that we're spending all this money to support your small business. And 
you know, and I that business is supporting discrimination, definitely, right. but now even supporting segregation, it sounds like. It's funny how those two things often go together, right? Right, right. Wow. Okay. So so now you come home. And and you know what? I remember that when you came home, I was really surprised to see you coming home early because you weren't going to, you know, you, you, you three said you weren't going to be back for like another hour. And when you came in, mm-hmm. you're visibly upset. What, what do you remember feeling when you came in in the door um, uh, with the food? I know you came in with the food. What, what do you remember feeling? Um, I just felt like at the most like betrayed in a sense. You betrayed. Know? Interesting. Because I was a I'm, I'm a loyal customer that always comes here. I'm always excited to eat their food and everything. It's good. It was it's always good service. You know, everyone was great. But, you know, now this time I'm just a stranger, mm-hmm. you know. And all, and I'm treated in such a bad way, all because I just decided to, you know, exercise my freedom of being a human being and, you know, not deciding to get something, you know? Right. Which every single American should have the right to do without these kind of social pressures and coercion and the social repercussions. It's one of the biggest things that we, we have this emotional attachment to is our favorite restaurants, right? right? Because there's so many great memories that we have there and often with friends and mm-hmm. everything. But how crazy that we maybe can start, we're, we're going to start experiencing those getting taken away from us. And our friends are going to have to start make who are inoculated, are going to have to start making some decisions. Well, like one of my buddies uh, today said, hey, let's go and get some food at our favorite restaurant while you're still in town. I said, sure. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy. I had to say, hey, man, what's their stance on vaccination are they checking cards because i don't have one i'm not getting one Mm -hmm. and i'd be really bummed out if that restaurant started checking he said oh well they have outdoor seating so i think some restaurants are taking that approach we're going to make sure we have outdoor seating so we can bypass this a little bit Mm -hmm. and that that makes a little sense but i got the feeling when you came home that you were hurt right and and that you know as a parent that really hurts me you know when you see that look on your child's face where something happened and there's their their reality has shifted now you know were you hurt by what they did i know you said you felt betrayed and that's hurt but but was i seeing that correctly when you came in yeah very much so and and on especially on all our faces you know and you know we just wanted to enjoy ourselves and end the day off with you know something positive mm-hmm. and that whole potential like memory just got taken away right it got know? it got something else negative got put in its place right, right? it got robbed yeah right Wow, that's that's a betrayal and robbery. Very interesting words you're using right there. Um, so, quick question on that: What is it? What was it? It was a uh, La Brea ramen, right? Yes, La right. Brea ramen. Everybody listening in Los Angeles, La Brea ramen is is practicing discrimination and promoting segregation. There you go, La Brea ramen. Enjoy that one. Okay. Uh, will you ever go back into La Brea ramen and, and give them any more of your hard-earned money? No, I, I, I can't. I can't support a business that's gonna make a loyal customer feel like that, you know. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, there's there, there's no room for second chances when you're supporting something like that, you know. I we've, agree. We we've been too much, uh, been to been through so much as a society, mm-hmm. you know, and especially in the past, such as like in the '60s and everything, mm-hmm. you know, going with segregation or the Jim Crow jim crow laws and everything and um i just can't make a stand to like go back for it go back to that yeah just you're right on that historically if we start accepting discrimination again Mm -hmm. on you know maybe it's not on the skin color anymore maybe now it's on whether or not you've 
decided to participate in Pfizer and Moderna and NIAID Fauci's experiment, right? Right. And it's like, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to participate in that experiment. So now you can't be in society. It's discrimination mm -hmm. that turns into segregation that leads back to slavery. It's like we're going in that reverse order. When we were in, in our country's history earlier, we went from slavery to segregation to discrimination, right? right. And now they're trying to spin it back a little bit, rewind it. It's just like, no, I'm not going in that direction. So fortunately, that hasn't been the overwhelming experience in Los Angeles for us. Right. Right. Okay. So we've been to uh, many of the restaurants uh, in, in LA and they haven't asked us for, you know, a vaccine. It's, it, there's this weird spectrum audience because I was really curious about this, you know, in, in kind of a scientific way. It's like, okay, what, what are we going to experience when we, come, gonna, when we come down to Los Angeles? We're going to see that the majority of places are demanding vaccine um, cards and IDs. No, thank God we haven't seen that. And think and big shout out to every restaurant owner who's saying no to this. I'm not going to be the vaccine police. I'm not being paid to be the police. I'm not being paid. And I will not discriminate against my customers. Shout out to every restaurant in Los Angeles taking that stand. Way to go restaurant owners who are doing that. Um, but we've also seen some restaurants putting up the signs like, hey, you have to show us your vaccine card, right? But mm -hmm. then nobody asks. Right. And then you have this third one, La Brea Ramen saying, oh, no, we are going to be the vaccine police for Gil Garcetti and 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 Gavin Newsom. Okay. Right. And it's like, why would you? All right. Mm -hmm. So um what's been your experience in other restaurants in LA? Um well um there's been a few restaurants I've been to. There's been a few restaurants I've been to, such as like My Two Cents. Um, uh, a really good place I like to go to is In-N-Out. I like to go there for my birthday and everything. And uh, In-N-Out Burger, folks. In yeah. That's what a hamburger is all about. <laughs> yes, for sure. And um, it was crazy because the other day I walked in there and there was not one person in the restaurant wearing a mask, you know? And that was just kind of so refreshing and just such mm. like a... Like, wow, like I have not seen that in a while. Like I, when I think back to it, I haven't seen that since 2019. Right. You know, and it was just like, like, wow, this establishment, that's like kind of like a fast food establishment is doing this. Right. You know? And that, like, that's such a good stance. So thank you, In-N-Out. And I'll always be loyal to uh, In-N-Out for doing that and everything. And other smaller businesses, such as like My Two Cents, mm -hmm. which is a black owned business, which is amazing food. Mm -hmm. And they simply also don't, really care if you have a vaccine card or you know if you really you typically wear a mask or anything you know service is great good people good food you know and like that's what businesses should be like you know those are the role models you should follow amen know? amen yeah i i've been you know uh the the overwhelming number of restaurants we've been to here in los angeles have been very accommodating um, and welcoming of all people, no discrimination. Uh, there's been a very obvious refusal. Some businesses here, some uh, restaurants are not even putting the vaccine ID things in the windows. So that's a, that to me is the first thing I look for. Which businesses aren't saying that you have to have a vaccine to enter? Because those are the businesses that are obviously saying, no, we're not going to be the police. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's what you look for. I want to put a swastika on La Brea Ramen. You know, I just want to go get that swastika from Nazi Germany, that symbol, and just put it right on their window and say, hey, that should be the, the warning sign for all 
don't enter those businesses. Those businesses are the businesses that deserve to go out of business mm-hmm. because they believe in discrimination, right? Correct. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's important for us also to send a big shout out to In-N-Out Burger. Now, for me, I, I don't support, and I want to be clear with everybody, I, I used to work for In-N-Out, uh, you know, back in the day when I was about your age. And it was a great experience. They really do take care of their employees and they really do care about their customers. They're one of the first thing we were taught is the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. And, and they support police. They, if you are in law enforcement, uh, and we would, it, it was very clear, police never pay at in and out and and we had so many good officers that would come in and still try to pay for their meal and it was like no we are not allowed to take a penny from you the in and out family does not allow any money to come in from police officers they're like you're already risking your life we're going to feed you as a gratitude for it and i think it's really awesome that they do that uh you know but we've seen in, in california They've shut down two in Northern California, two In-N-Out Burgers, um, before refusing to um, enforce the vaccine mandates. And the In-N-Out uh, food chain and In-N-Out family has said, "We're going to fight that in court." So, In-N-Out, way to go! You got my support. I'm not a fan of the CAFO meat and all that, the confined animal feedlot, but I am a fan of your stance on freedom. And that's what makes it easy for me to go, well, I don't eat there anymore because I don't eat capo meat. For you to go there and say, hey, I'm a young guy and I like the way the burgers taste. And for me to say, hey, well, that's one business that's doing the right thing. So that's a business that can still get our money for that reason alone. I think it's pretty awesome. So Folks, we're going to be right back after this, uh, these short messages uh, with a little bit more. I, I, I'm really excited about bringing um, my son onto this particular broadcast because I wanted to give you, we, we talk so much about the kids, right? We always talk about, we got to do this for the kids. We got to do that for the kids. I wanted you to hear directly from a teen's mouth, his experiences going through this crazy COVID society over the last two years. So we just got a little piece of what's gone on recently in Los Angeles. When we come back from the break, we're gonna get into what has his experience been over the last two years? Because I think it's very revealing when you listen to our teens, especially. Um, and, And if you have younger kids, when you see the effect this has had on them, that there isn't one child in our country that hasn't been adversely impacted by the failures of Anthony Fauci and Joseph Biden and many of the, sad to say, Democratic governors uh, throughout the various states in in this country. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about friends who have visited Florida, friends that have visited Texas, friends that have visited Missouri, friends that have visited states where the governors believe in freedom and believe in our constitution. Unfortunately, we don't live in a state with a governor like that, but who knows, there's elections coming up and maybe we can change that, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll be back right after these messages with my son, Soul Xavier Ely, so you can hear what it's been like from a teen's perspective. See you in a second, folks.
I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell, AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, folks, we are back with Soul Xavier Ely. He is my teenage son, and I, I really have wanted to share a teenager's experience with the audience for a long time. I'm really grateful that he's open to doing this. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. This mm-hmm. is incredible. Uh, I want to go back through a timeline of, of this pandemic, this COVID experience mm-hmm. with you. So what were the first couple of weeks like? Think back to 2020. Right. What were the first couple of weeks like for you? Because I, I think for most kids, it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. A little bit break. But what was it like for you? Um, I just remember the last day of school. You know, we, it was supposed to be like three weeks off. No, it was supposed to be two weeks off because we had um, it was a week before spring break. You know, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to just wait it out till spring break, but then we canceled everything early. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, well, we get two weeks off. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it's, you know, you don't, you're doing school you know, a week off, another week off is like amazing. It's great. You know, right, you get to right. play video games, we go hang out with friends, we go do everything, you know. And uh, two weeks went by, and then those two weeks turned to like three. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, more break off. I guess that's more video games, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, after that, those th- three weeks turned into the rest of the school year, which was like, okay, that's a big move, you know, because this was back in like March mm-hmm. and there's still, we still got a few months left to the school year and that's just all gone, you know, and I was in eighth grade at the time. So that's like, I don't get to do the whole, um, you know, uh, whole celebration party moving into like going to high school or people in high school that were seniors at the time don't get to do their graduation. Right. You know, which right. is like, and that is like one of the big things I saw with the seniors. It was just like, that must have really sucked for everybody that year. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, tr- truly. Right. Yeah. You know, talk about being robbed. There's your robbery right mm-hmm. there. What an incredible experience and incredible celebration graduations are. Mm-hmm. And, and we have whole classes all throughout the country that didn't of, of Americans that didn't get a chance to experience their high school graduation. Right. Right. After doing all that work to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, were you ever scared of, uh, to get this? No. Um, I, I was always, at first I was very skeptical mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, but I was like, 
I'll be fine. I, you know, I take a lot of supplements um, and I always I, I do shove a lot of vitamin D down. You don't I? Yes. yes, <laughs> yes I do. Um, but I take a lot of supplements, which keeps me healthy. And, you know, I'm pretty sure my immune system can handle something mm-hmm. like this, you know, and um, I was going out on my bike very often and, you know, exploring the world and everything for a few hours a day, every day during the summer and everything in 2020 and um, never anything or experience anything negative you know and there's people outside who aren't even wearing masks or anything mm-hmm. you know so it was like you know it, it was like it was it felt normal but just it definitely felt off something, something was off and, and off. then you get into the summer of um of 2020 right and and there was a lot of uh, social upheaval going on mm-hmm. uh, in that what, what was your take on what was going on during the summer um, from the, you know, the George Floyd riots and everything, um, just seeing everyone riding across the country was like, I felt like it was, there's definitely a bigger kind of message from there and from that. And it's this, there was all this, the destructive action and rioting created from this, generated from this one incident, you know, mm-hmm. which created this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. I also think that was um, people revolting in a way or just kind of rebelling against the idea of having to stay inside and you know that's why you saw so many people in america outside and protesting you know unfortunately some people were um, looting you Mm -hmm. know which i didn't support or or at all you know and i don't i still don't support to this day and i thought that was very wrong and i also saw a video of like people i saw a video of people um you know, starting these riots in some places, you know, or, or trying to set up or right. trying to in, uh, indict. I'll, I'll never forget that video you showed me on Instagram in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think it was where the kids were around, standing around the stacks of bricks that yeah. had been conveniently placed it, at certain spots in the city. And they mm-hmm. were saying don't. And they were guarding the bricks to make sure that nobody would go and grab them because clearly they were placed there so folks could throw bricks at buildings and glasses and break windows and stuff like that right but they at least that group that video they didn't take the bait which was Mm -hmm. really nice to see wish we would have seen that throughout the country when when we get back into um you know the next school year it's still 2020 we're getting back into the next school year and i think we were all anticipating that kids were going to be back in school we had gotten so much good information from europe showing that that kids actually seem to be the breaks on the infective spread mm-hmm. like the safest place to be was like maybe a classroom right. for everybody right mm-hmm. um so it was really shocking when we didn't see a return to in-person education at the start of the school year throughout the country for me as a parent mm-hmm. what was that like for you realizing that you weren't going to be able to go start your first year of high school um, at this new, at a new high school you were looking forward to go to, what was it like for you when you realized they were saying you had to stay home and stay online? Um, it was kind of like shocking in a way, you know, and it was like, I felt like I was, they also kind of lied to us again with like, oh, you'll be uh, coming into high school, you know, next quarter. Cause they split everything up, split the semesters up in quarters. So, you know, you had one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. you know, times and all the classes you get to switch out and everything, which was cool. But, um, we were supposed to get back in, I think, for the se- after the second um, quarter, mm-hmm. you know, which would be secondly, like the second semester when that starts up, we would go back and everything. And they s- still held us like each quarter until the third one, finally, until we finally got to go back in, you know, but it was still um, heavily like heavy mask and it just felt 
they didn't feel like school. What what was what was some of the general? Because I know you were very excited that school was now about to be in person, and we're, and I asked you, I was like, do you want to go back in person or do you want to stay online? You said definitely in person, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, good. I wanted to hear that, mm -hmm. you know. But I don't like to. I like to have you think for yourself and make your own decisions, you mm -hmm. know. You know. Um, so you go back in. School is resuming. But there's all these crazy kind of strange rules. What were some of the crazy experiences, the strange rules that, that you had to encounter when you um, when school resumed? Um, so, you know, the school, my school basically just took the COVID handbook on safety and just copy and pasted it. You know, it was no um, it, the rules were very strict, very just so many logic fails everywhere. Like what, what was it? What was one of the, you know, um, just like students had to always be six feet away from each other like how you can judge that right that doesn't make sense okay because uh we were only supposed to walk like i mean like a hallway you couldn't actually like you know just turn around and make like a u-turn in a sense in the middle of the hallway you were supposed to go all the way down on wall to wall and kind of go around in like a whole big circle and a big loop which didn't make any sort you of sense. You couldn't just all. like move around in the hallway and go no. from one class. You had to follow like what strict lines yes. and stuff like. Yeah, this sounds like you're marching like in a prison, essentially. Okay, and now and 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 what was the school stance on masking? Uh, heavy mask. Always have to wear a mask, even when you want to get a sip of water or bring your water bottle. You can only take it off just to drink it real quick, and you got to put it right back on. And, and what would happen if somebody like? in your cohort right that would a crazy name what would happen if somebody in your group wasn't following these rules like to the letter what would happen um definitely would you know probably go to the principal's office or get sent home in a sense or you know get written up for some reason for like you know you're being in the in the means of like you're being uh you're not you're being unsafe to the you know your classmates and to the public of the school, which like doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not showing any symptoms for COVID. And if I had COVID, I wouldn't even go to school. I would go to the hospital. Wouldn't right. You? And it, and so much of this is based upon this, this really failed and now debunked lie of asymptomatic transmission. I mean, I, I always think back to the Wuhan study where there was 10, almost 10 million people in this study. And the, um, the, the number of confirmed asymptomatic spreaders mm -hmm. uh, or I should say asymptomatic transmissions in out of almost 10 million people mm -hmm. was zero percent they couldn't find one confirmation of an asymptomatic transmission but yet we're basing all these public health policies masking six feet of social distance all this stuff that has no empirical evidence mm -hmm. right there has not been one study to justify six feet of distance as a safe distance. There hasn't been one study, or excuse me, there's been one study exactly on masking and it showed that there was a 1.2% reduction in infective spread, which is to say completely worthless, right? It doesn't right. do anything. Um, and But yet all these policies are in place, you know, so it's strange. Now, a couple weeks into your, a couple weeks into, you know, your return to in-person education, we started seeing kids not going to school. Why was that? Um, I just think a lot of a lot of my friends just stopped going because it was just like, you know, classroom, the class just doesn't feel the same. The energy was different, you know. All everybody was forced to wear masks, which, you know, it's hard to, you know, make friends mm -hmm. 
when you can't really see who that person is. It's like everyone's kind of this mysterious figure, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's just unnatural. And it's not a, it doesn't, it doesn't give you enough like confidence or a comfortable feeling, you know, in talking to somebody. And also, also not to mention in the classrooms, all the tables are separated like six feet apart, wow. you know? So you can't sit next and like sit next to your friend and just like talk to them or talk to somebody based on work. Like it was hard to like kind of share work and, you know, and like do work together with people, which was encouraged in classrooms to do, you know? And it was so bad to a point where the teachers were like begging the students to talk where in classrooms, you know, these would always be like, well, I'll wait, you know, and all this whole like, please stop talking because the students will be too loud. It was the complete opposite of what people are used to. Teachers, teachers are begging students to talk and interact and the students can't because of all these crazy rules mm-hmm. so so at, at a certain point you decided to do what many of your friends did which was say i'm just going to go back to online mm-hmm. education for the rest of the school year right right okay so that's that's terrible mm-hmm. and then um and then you know we think this is going to be over during the summer in 2021 right now we're in 2021 and we think this is going to be over um and you know, we come up to the, the next year, 10th grade year, right? Because right. it's been going on for a long time. For, for, for me, I always start thinking, if you couldn't solve this in a couple of months, mm-hmm. you should resign. And if you can't solve it in a couple of months after that, you should be fired, right? Why, mm-hmm. why are the same people still have their jobs when they've obviously failed at this public health response, right? you know, for so long, right? So, um have you ever contracted uh, COVID, by the way? No. H- how do you know? Um, I took a, I took a test um, with you a few weeks ago and we went on to test it if we had any anti- antibodies and checking all our cells and everything. T-cells. T-cells, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't catch any source of COVID. And I've been, I've traveled thousands of miles, been to LA four or five times this year, mm-hmm. you know, and back. Supposedly the the epicenter, the new epicenter right. of all these infective spreads, right? Right. And I'm in the, I'm near, you know, I'm in the main thing in LA and, and I'm always around people like going to places such as the Grove or maybe like Hollywood or Melrose, mm-hmm. all those around loads of people mm-hmm. and have still have not contracted this. And we just got this test. Uh, like last week. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. I I was certain that you had it and I was like 99% confident I had had it. But I was like, if you would have, I, I was based upon the symptoms because you had gotten sick over the summer when you were in LA. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there, you finally got it. Good. We're going to develop an immune response and you're done. Right. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is we test and it's like, nope. And I'm like, wow, this is for something that's such a pandemic, it's pretty hard to catch. Right. It seems right. So, uh, well, it's hard to catch if you're in a good state of health. It's not difficult to catch if you're already unhealthy. And what's the marker? I've been, you know, drilling into your head, vitamin D, vitamin right. D, vitamin D, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, of course, many other nutrients. But, um, you know, let's just switch gears here. I want to talk a little bit about these experimental shots. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the general sense you've gotten from your friends about the experimental shots? If if they weren't forced or coerced into taking them, you know, what I'm talking about is, right. You can't go to school in person. If you don't do this, you can't, um, you can't play sports and and pursue your hobbies, the things you love doing. If you don't do this, Mm -hmm. what's your sense? Would they have wanted to take the experimental shots for the ones that, that were kind of forced into it? Um, Definitely not, you know, and just because of all the information we've learned and how just, 
how many logic fails and how many red flags you've been seeing, mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, COVID itself and how the entire, how the entire thing's like been for the last two years, you know, and everyone was like, no, I'm not going to get this shot because like, I've just, I don't trust it, you know? And like, you can see a lot of like very big question marks in the public. And, you know, and the fact that you see on YouTube and all these like social media apps, like how many videos they try to, um, all these videos they try to put out being like, why should you trust the vaccine? You know, mm -hmm. this is why you should trust it. This and that, you know, the fact they have to kind of prove themselves. Right. They're already be like telling you something like, right. Why should I trust this? It, it, you know? it's, it's come across to me like the same as overselling. And mm -hmm. when somebody's trying to like oversell and then when they're offering pizza and donuts and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then when that doesn't work, okay, well now we're going to take away the things you love. If mm -hmm. you don't, it's, that seems so that seems like a punishment. It's like, what's the catch? Right. You know? Right. What's the, exactly. What's the catch? Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, the words you've been using in these segments, I, I really love it, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't love the words, but I, I, I really appreciate what you're saying has been betrayal and robbery and, you mm -hmm. know, and, and question, do you get the sense that most of the, your friends, right. Mm -hmm. have, have a great, have, do you get the sense that most of your friends feel this is, but there's something wrong with mm -hmm. this. What, what's the general sense you get with that? Um, yeah, again, like definitely something's up, something wrong. You know, I've not, I, I don't feel confident within this product they're trying to offer to the public, mm -hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, you have to look at like, well, who's making the money off this product? You know, listen to this young man. Would say that one more time, please? Who's making the money, you know, and like oftentimes, especially in this country, you all you have the do is just follow the money and it'll always tell you the answers, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I follow the money, a lot of things that I, that I thought I was suspecting mm -hmm. are true. You know? So, so you've been doing your own research on this. I know you hear me talking about it all the mm -hmm. time, but have you been doing your own research on it as well? Um, yeah. And like parts of, and, and also kind of like checking out, like hearing what my dad says and searching up for myself and like, and like finding out information I hear and just verifying it, you know, whether it be on the news, whether it be from you, whether it be from somebody here, you know, and coming up with my own conclusion and how I feel about it, you know, and from everything I've researched, I found like, I, I can't trust this um, product. I can't trust this vaccine. I can't trust the people who are trying to supply it, you know, and I just feel like this is, there's this big scheme mm -hmm. going on, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and it's like, and like, as a, as a person in this country, why can I, why I have to feel that? Why can I feel like I can't trust the government? You know, why is there so much of a shaky kind of a slippery slope with uh, Fauci and these high ranking uh, health officials? They're supposed to be helping the public. Right. You know, you, do you get the sense that they are helping the public? No, I feel like they're very corrupt, you know, and just a lot of things like I see um, a lot of things like I see Bill Gates from like some of his TED talks, you know, or like starting to add up now, mm -hmm. you know, and like, how could he know this few years, like all these years ago? Cause these were like five, six, 10, four, you know, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, he was talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you can do research like that and do deeper research like that, but bring it back to COVID. I just, in the vaccine, I just can't trust it, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And it, it, you know, you, you of course spend a lot more time on social media than I do. Right. Right. 
what are you seeing on the social media on that you're, you know, are, are you seeing that most kids are saying, no, you got to get this. Like, if you don't get this, I'm not going to hang out with you. If you don't get this, I'm scared of you. What are you seeing among teens uh, regarding this? Um, it's, it's, it's like two, there's two major sides. I see, you know, you got reality on one side and then you got what people are going to post to look good, mm-hmm. you know? You will see a lot of kids being like, well, I'm very, you know, pro vaccine and mm-hmm. you need to get this or you're this evil person and everything because they're trying to look good and they're trying to like they want to seem like they're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to get that support ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, and there's people who are like, yeah, but in the same time, you know, after saying all that, they still have friends that don't get the vaccine or they just really just don't care, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it's just kind of that fakeness or that like kind of two facedness of what you'll see on like people's stories and everything because like everyone does no one wants to be booed by the public you right. know everyone right. wants to do the right thing right and but now you said there were two sides so that's one side what, what's the other side looking like oh just you know just basically just what's like what's reality you know like i'm hanging out with my friends and you know i know some of them aren't vaccinated and like i know their views on it and like i still like them because they're my friends i'm not going to cut them off completely you know, I, and if, you know, you, if you're going to do that over something small, because it's what someone believes in mm-hmm. or what someone thinks or their opinion on something, mm-hmm. they're not really, right. You know, like the, that's just, that's just flow in a sense, you know? Yeah. Well, so have you seen any social media stuff from, from, you know, kids in your age and, you know, kids, teens in your age, mm-hmm. have you seen any social media stuff that would lead you to believe that, um, teens are actively cutting off friends who have, who have said, look, I'm not getting this. No, not nowhere. Don't really see that anywhere really. And I, you know, and I, I, you can hear it, but I just, I just, I don't really see anywhere. And I don't think anyone really cares about it. You know, maybe in some different, like maybe on like political views potentially, but like, with just the vaccine and everything, no one, everyone, everyone's pretty much very lax about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't, I just don't see that anywhere. Amen. So a couple of quick questions before we get to the end of the segment, Mm -hmm. you know, what have you had for the decisions you've made to say, look, I'm not going to participate in Pfizer's experiment and Moderna and and, and Fauci's experiment. I'm not going to participate in Johnson and Johnson's experiment Mm -hmm. for you saying that I'm going to exercise my constitutional rights, my God-given rights to decide what goes into my body. Mm -hmm. What have you had to give up as a result? Um, I had to give up going to school and going and doing uh, online school again, you know, which is like, Works works out for me, you know, long term, but you know, short term and just being feeling more isolated. That's definitely kind of a suckier feeling. Like I don't really like feeling, and hopefully we can uh, go back in some more uh, like normal, uh, normal like reality, mm-hmm. you know. But for right now, that's just how it is, and I have to live with that. But fortunately, I can do things like go on trips to LA and go to go see some of my friends and everything. But also it does suck when I come down here to go to a restaurant and I get cut off from that experience because I don't have a vac- vaccine card, mm-hmm. you know, cause I just, and cause I simply want to um, be able to express my uh, medical freedoms in the way mm-hmm. I want to express them. And like, why is this restaurant needing to know my medical information? Right. Like, that's not their business. You know, yeah, they're, they're not doctors. No, you know, it's like your, your servers and your 
cooks, you know, and you're really good at doing that. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to pay for that service, not for you to check on my health. Right you know? on. Well said. Well said. So last question then for this one. And, and, and thank you so much for sharing this. I, I really hope everybody who's listening to this is getting this first hand take on it because I'm learning a lot right now. I've been wanting to ask these questions. You know, we, we talk a lot. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning new things about this perspective. And, and actually, I'm getting really encouraged that uh, so many teens are not taking the bait, not following mm-hmm. for this, right? Because um, one of the things we get concerned of as parents is has critical thinking died? You know what I yeah. mean? But clearly it's alive and well. So last question for you. Um, and, and I want to end on this note because I want you to be able to speak your truth here. Mm-hmm. What has been the worst part of the COVID experience for you over the last two years? Um, definitely just the isolation and just not just feeling like, you know, life just got and completely stripped and just taken away from me, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I just really hope, and I just really want to keep fighting to get to that normal world again. And I really want to keep supporting those businesses that are, you know, being like no mask, you know, and no, don't, don't worry about if you're vaccinated or not, you know, that's your choice. You know, you have the freedom to choose if you want to get vaccinated or not, you know, I'm not saying don't get the vaccine, you know, I'm not saying, um, you know, if you get it, you're a bad person or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm saying you should have the right to choose it and businesses and these restaurants and everything shouldn't, you know, have to be up in your business about your medical well you know, person because that's personal information well said all right folks we're going to take a short break um and when we come back i'll have some final thoughts on this but uh great job young man mm-hmm. um really proud of you great job mm-hmm. all Thank right you. uh and we'll be right back after these messages because of covid 19 many americans worry about their health four times a day that's 112 times per month But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Wow, so much to digest there, you know, and I, I'm going to spend some time in meditation on it. I, I first want to thank you, the listener, for um, giving, you know, a teenager an opportunity to share with you their experience through this, this COVID nightmare. Uh, I am really proud of my son and, and what he shared right there. I, I, you know, in interviewing him, I didn't know what we were going to get, but I, I was blown away. 
And I was blown away, especially by two quotes that stood out for me. One of them was that businesses shouldn't be in my business. And I thought he was spot on with that. I thought it was insightful and and well-worded. And I I think it's a quote that I'm going to use moving forward. It's not your business to be in my business, right? I agree with him wholeheartedly on that. The quote that really stuck with me was when he said, I feel like life, my life, got taken away from me. That doesn't sit well with me. And I hope it doesn't sit well with you. That's why I have been all in on calling for a grand jury investigation into this entire planned nightmare. That it is our duty to hold any person and all people accountable who think that they have a right to manufacture a virus in a lab, release it intentionally or accidentally, it doesn't matter at this point, and then profit in the hundreds of billions of dollars off the only cure, right? Because that's what they keep telling us. There's only one way out of this. Everybody's going to be vaccinated, right? Really? Tell that to Gibraltar. Tell that to Iceland. Tell that to Spain. Tell that to Israel. Why do I say those countries? Because those countries have the highest vaccination rates and not coincidentally the highest case rates as well. We're not going to be able to vaccinate our way out of this, folks, because this is bigger than a vaccine. This is corruption on full display. And that cannot be our new normal or else we're gonna have many more children feeling like their lives were stolen from them. And I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that the people who think that they can steal from our children are held accountable. And the people who think they can steal from our children learn a very harsh lesson. That's the line you will not cross. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, especially our children, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. Until next week, have a wonderful, wonderful week with the people you love the most. Peace.